What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brandon Tassib. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do, hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception! All the way from New York City, John Moreno! Ah! What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Oh, man. What a day. It's been a day so far. I woke up. I got on a subway. I came to Times Square to be here. Oh, my God. This is nuts. I, I've actually been... I was in Times Square yesterday. Were you really? This is like... I can't believe the last time I've been in Times Square two days in a row as a New Yorker. This is not something it's, you do ever. I... So, that's why we love Gotham is because it's so centrally located. There's like 19 subways you can take oh, to yeah. get here. But the thing is, is like when I work at the restaurant uh, for lunch, because it's in Midtown, and mm-hmm. then I I have to come here. I have to walk through. There's no, there's yeah, no other it's way. Sideways. Oh yep. god, that's horrible. And I hate that. Sometimes I'm like, like I'll text Tracy, my girlfriend, and I'll be like, I hate this place. Like I hate Times Square. It is. The I got worst. mugged by a Tibetan what? monk. Yeah. No. Uh, well, did you get mugged or fleeced? I got fleeced. Yeah. He put the thing on your wrist. Yeah. Like, oh, now I've got to give it because we've all been there. I'm like, oh, look at this kindly man. Oh, he made me this. Oh, now I'm giving him money. He goes donation, uh, donation, donation. Yeah. I said, no, I don't have anything. He goes donation. donation. You no, know, but you donate. You and give. so I pulled out my wallet and pulled out my cash, and then he just took, took all of it. He just grabbed my cash. <laughs> It was like, thank you. Oh, man. And walked oh, away. Oh, you got God. Good. Yeah. Uh, I always thought if I got mugged in New York, I would be like, like, it'd be some guy with like a knife. And then I could be like, I've been cut too many times to be scared by a knife. Boy. Like, it'd be like this cool movie thing. And it was not at all. This oh, I got like, mugged. Thank I feel like you. Almost everyone's got a mugging story. And I got mugged. Um, I had an iPhone and uh, I was trying, my Coke dealer was late. Right, we're just get, we're just jump. Let's just jump let's into just it. Let's just get into it. You know, and I'm stressing. You know how you're stressing? He's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, I'll be there, at, you know, in 30 minutes." But like, and after 26 minutes, you're like, "Where are you? Where are right? you?" And you're like, "When is it appropriate to start blowing up my fucking coke dealer because I need my cocaine or I can't have my night tonight?" Right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, there's a hand on my phone and it's yanked, and the kid goes, "And kid." Thank you, and I am enraged immediately. What happened? It's like this sixteen-year-old kid, punk. I'm in yeah. like Williamsburg, uh, of course. Uh, well, and there's a, there's a thing to having like a drug-fueled, like you want to get your medicine. I need. I can't not have my phone. Yeah. Or how am I going to find my fucking coke dealer? Exactly. You know what I mean. So how did you? Ooh. So I go. No. 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 Because I've I've been working out by at this point. Yeah. Right. And so like I'm like this little sixteen year old punk is not getting my phone. So I grab the phone, wrestle it, shove him. The phone goes flying. Kid goes to the floor, and I'm like, <laughs> and I turn around to go pick up my phone, and then I hear hit him in the back of his head, and then I'm like, oh no. 
a group. And so then it doesn't matter if you're a T-Rex, if there's like seven raptors. Yeah, you're you know, fucked. You're fucked. And then, you know, bam, crash. Uh, I'm on the ground before I know it. They got the phone. They're running off. I half-heartedly like run a couple paces, but I'm in flip-flops. I'm a Floridian and it's <laughs> summer. I don't care where I'm living. Brooklyn or not, I got my flip-flops on and I'm just like, let's just, just stop, buddy. It's not so what happened? Happen. Did you get your Coke? I just stayed right where I was, and my Coke dealer showed up like five minutes later. Hell and, yeah! Yeah, and happy he, ending. Yeah, and he was well, not super happy ending. He was super. Oh man, that sucks, bro. You know, like I had the most unhealthy relationship with my Coke dealer. He was like a dad of three. You know? <laughs> Before we get too far into anything, yeah, plug everything up front because we got a lot to get to. Oh, uh, uh, you know, you can catch up my stuff at murderfist.com. Um, sketch, evil, dark, sketch. We just did Sketchfest. Um, you, you missed, you're going to miss, I, we're, I don't know when I'm going to do a show again, but yeah, we just did a sketch fest. We just headlined Saturday night with an uh, awesome band, Skulk the Hulking. You should check him out on SoundCloud or... Yeah, it was, uh, you guys were in the Times. Yeah, yeah. The New York fucking Times. Fucking wild. I haven't done a live show in six years. My f- fucking buddies decide we're going to do our 20 year in LA, Dynasty Typewriter. Uh, and uh, we saw, sell out two nights in Dynasty Typewriter. When was that? Uh, that was last month. Okay. Around this time, uh, which is wild. We had a, a great time. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, the, they were like, oh, you guys are doing shows again? You want to headline Sketchfest NYC? And I was like, well, there's only two of us left in New York, but we'll do a two-man show. And uh, they were like, yeah. And so we just put together a little two-man show. And That's fucking it. awesome. Times reached out. We're like, uh, okay. I mean- what, sure. All right. That was wild. You showed me the picture on your phone. It's like you and my other buddy, the yeah. two of us who did the comedy group. And, and you're th- just like, on, it's like the New York so, Times. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So we kind of disbanded when they all went out to LA and started this podcast network, Last Pod Network. Um, well, let's talk about it because that's that, uh, the part of the show is, uh, you know, for the listeners, I want them to get to know you mm-hmm. and kind of what you do. So as you already mentioned and referred to, you do a uh, sketch. You do a lot yeah. of sketches. Uh, and how, because the sketch group that you you were a part of uh, when you first came to New York, or the, it was the second time you came to New York? No, for, uh, well, I mean, I visited New York, but we all moved up together from Tallahassee. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. so for those of you listening, I know John pretty well. We worked together, um, and then when I first moved here, you had mentioned that you had done sketch, and I was like, "Oh, we got to get you on the podcast." And then we kind of never talked about it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the stuff started happening where you went back to LA, and then all that, and I was like. Oh, you like really do sketch? Like yeah. you're in oh, it? Oh no, yeah, we were big. Like, there are some people yeah. who are just like, yeah, I do stand up, and it's like you go to one open mic a month. Like you don't do stand, but you were like, so when I started at, it. we were kind of starting to end. Like you could, the writing was on the wall. One of our guys was like doing a Scorsese movie, and yeah. like it just like half the people were in and out of L.A., and it was hard to get enough of a, a crew together to do a show, and. Um, and the guy who was the manager at the time was like, so like, you don't do anything else, right? You're a career waiter. And I like swallowed and died inside and was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a ah. And like, so kind of like that kind of like took the wind out of the sails. And also, you know, they were moving to LA. Um, me and the other guy who were left, we just didn't feel like we could draw like the whole group could. Mm-hmm. And then COVID just killed everything. Yeah, that just shut it I down. I was trying to do, I was doing another, you can also John Twitcherman sketch program. There's some archive on Twitcherman that was a, a Twitch sketch group I did like in between while I was before the pandemic hit. Uh, but the pandemic really shut things down. And like this was them reaching out about uh, the New York show was the first time we were like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Let's do it. Let's fucking do some sketch. Yeah. And I mean, gotta say the bugs 
spit right back into me. The, the theater's like, hey, dude, you ever want to come back and do shows? Fuck yeah, let's dude. Let's fucking do He's it. He's back, I'm baby. I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, so the group that you're in, because uh, you, you're a Florida kid. Yeah. And uh, you and I kind of bonded over that, us both being Florida boys. So it's, when, it's a thing. When did, yeah, it's a, it's a real <laughs> thing. You never, I never think it's a thing until people are like, oh, so like, tell me a little bit about yourself. And it's like, well, I've been to rehab twice, <laughs> detox once. I've been arrested eight times. Um, I was raised by women. I'm very sensitive. I cry at yeah, movies. And they're yeah. like, what the fuck it's is going, going on here? Yeah, tell us about your life. Oh, my dad, he was a heroin addict. And, you know, he <laughs> robbed my uncle a couple of times. Rob Banks, who was a bank robber. That's normal, right? Your father was a bank robber. Um, I always, I had a very good buddy on the uh, show, Matt. Matthew Fegerberg, who's a, an actor. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because he comes from a hard... He's Northeast, but he comes from a hard-drinking family. And the title of his episode, because it was so funny, but when his girlfriend came on a trip with them, uh-huh. and she was like, this is insane. And he's like, what, your family doesn't do this? Because they're just getting hammered like every, <laughs> every day. Every day. And he's like, what, dude. you guys don't do this? <laughs> I was just at a wedding for my sister-in-law, and uh, her husband is Texan. I'll tell you this. The Texans made my Florida family look soft. Really? Holy shit. They were hammered the whole weekend. It was insane. Like one time, cousin Ryan, he's coming up. We're friends on Facebook now. He's like, bud, can I tell you a secret? And I was like, oh, we're telling secrets? <laughs> Ooh, I'm not going to tell his secret, but it was juicy. <laughs> um, wow. Juicy. Uh, but yeah, we formed in... Um, so you guys met in college? In college. You yep. went to Florida State? Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. Woo! Uh, we were not great at football when I was there, so don't ask me about it. Um, yeah, I um, I came from like an improv background. And when did you start? When did you discover that that was something you were interested dude, in? Dude, I mean, I was a kid and my grandmother had HBO and Python, Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. Benny yeah, Hill. One, yeah. We're just on HBO, I think HBO back then. And uh, we did not have cable. Like, we were Poe. But somehow my grandmother was like, well, I'm retired now, or I'm, I get to have HBO. So I would just spend, like, long summers with her and just watch. I, uh, it was just yeah. the, the, the trick and lighting. Oh, oh, you know, like, yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. wild. Uh, I definitely, 100%. And whose line is, is it is, uh, anyway as well. Um, okay. But Kids in the Hall, definitely one of the hugest. And then later on, Mr. Show. Um. And then I just, uh, I showed up to a party one day. A friend was like, you do improv, you should meet this guy, Holden. Is this in college? Yeah. Okay. And uh, So wait, when did you start actually doing improv? Was that in high school? High school, yeah. I was like, I was in a theater high school from like seventh grade on, but uh, very early on, like everyone was like, "You, you can't. Act. No, you do the tech stuff, and so I was like a lighting and sound guy. <laughs> yeah, you know? like when what what brought you to Florida State? Did you want to? Because Florida State it still is, but at the time was one of the top so, party schools in the country. So was yeah, that... I was ready to give up. I wasn't a huge partier. I was a pothead. Okay, like I didn't drink really until I got to college. Just yeah. pot, pot, pot. Stone, stone, stoned from tenth grade to senior year. Stoned all the time. Um, I can't do that anymore. It gives me panic attacks. It sucks. I yeah, used to I love couldn't. it. I used to love it, man, so much. It was so relaxing, but especially like New York, it's just not conducive. It's no. the, I, I live on the pressure and the stress. I can't relax. Yeah. And forcing myself to relax. It's like my body going. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's like when people are like, oh, take a day off. All I do when I, when I like schedule a day off, all I do is think about all the stuff I should be doing. 
oh yeah, I just deep clean my house. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, I'm this like, oh, is I got to take this to consignment. I got to bring this to housing works. Like, oh, it's like I need to be fucking cutting. I need to be cutting clips. Like I don't have time to like relax. Like, what is that? Go to the store and get some wood wax. My wood in my house is <laughs> a little. Um, yeah. So, um, I, but I was like really done with theater, and then we got our first improv teacher when I was like the tenth grade, and he was okay. he took classes at Second City. And, oh shit! Yeah, and I took a few improv. I took these improv classes, and everything changed. I was like, oh, this is pl- play is fun. Theater is supposed to be a playful experience. Not, like, yeah. It's all make-believe and there's no rules. It's just the teachers that are pretending that I need to do Arthur Miller plays like this <laughs> as a fucking 14-year-old. Like the first experience it's was- death of a salesman. Oh my God. My first improv class was when I was in the seventh grade and the teacher's like, you're doing it wrong. And I'm like, there's this, I don't, I don't know a lot at 12. But this seems wrong. <laughs> I know. I don't like this. This, Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, hope, it changed my mind. We started doing improv shows back then. And that was my first experience with like, the. by my senior year, we wrote a show, but it was based off improv. Yeah. So we kind of improv the characters, but got a loose story. Well, and that's story. how there's some of the best comedies uh, as far as film. Some of the best comedies are that. Oh yeah, where it's just like oh, all oh, of the guest Christopher Guest movies. Oh yeah, I mean just amazing. A lot stuff. of the Adam McKay comedies are Adam like Adam McKay. That. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're a little more like, scripted, but like you don't think they do fucking a million takes? Yeah, with, they with Will just Ferrell like, just go, doing whatever just go, he wants. Just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Now it's gotten to the other side where directors, when they, when they work with certain actors who were like big during that heyday, are like, God, I wish they wouldn't improv so goddamn yeah. much. Like. We got a really good script writer here. It went through three treatments. Can we at least try this? Can script? we just stick to the script yeah. for a second? <laughs> and like Vince Vaughn is like, I, 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 no, uh, uh, what? I, I don't, I don't read anymore. I don't remember how to read. <laughs> Come on, baby. We're just flowing. We're just flowing, baby. What are we doing, baby? Um, so then you get to Florida State. Yeah. And then did you, why did you go to Florida State? Obviously, you said you were done with theater, but. Well, I was going to go uh, into the military. Okay. Because. Uh, I just like I didn't think I was going to go to college. I was like, I didn't really do well in school. I didn't like school. And my improv teacher, bless him, he goes, look, dude, just I went to Florida State. If if you're going to apply to one school, apply to Florida State. And I was like, "Uh," and he's like, all right. He came over to my house and he filled out my college application. Wow, he like recruited you. He like sat down at a table with me and my mom. Put that application together and sent it, and they accepted me. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that changed your whole life. Yeah, dude. I mean, if it wouldn't have been for that guy. Um, That's crazy to think about the traje- trajectory of your life. Yeah, I would have went into the Army in like 2002. Well, I would have probably tried to do Air Force, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you had the grades for Air Force. I was a, I was like a three point two student. Oh, I wasn't okay, that bad. Oh, no, I just, didn't do well. Well, in no, school. I could have been a straight A student if I gave a shit. I yeah. just never carried a book. You know what happened? Remember? No, you're a little younger than me. So the grading scale in Florida used to be you had to have a, a, a nine four, yeah, ninety four to get a hundred percent. Yeah, I remember they, when they changed that. They brought it down to ninety. Yeah, and I looked at every syllabus a, a, that I had and was like, oh, cool. I don't have to do this, 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 or this, and I could probably still get a ninety. Yeah, and so you know, I A B depending on how easy the class was. So, yeah, no, I didn't. Okay, so when, okay, so the Air Force would have been fine. You, yeah, no. When yeah. you said, see, I was the same way where I hated busy work. Yeah, so no, I, no, actually, I hated lectures. I hated. I used to fall asleep. Oh, see, I was the opposite. I loved lectures and taking notes and learning. I hated like, okay, go home and read, uh, you know, this chapter and then write a synopsis oh, on yeah. the chapter. I couldn't stand that. So I actually did better in college than I did in high school because in college, as a political science and a history major, there was no. It was like. 
We take two. T- we have a midterm, a final, and an essay, and yeah, that's it. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm a great test taker. So I was like, oh, this is. Oh the yeah, I was a great test taker. Yeah, I was like, this easy. is way better than like read a chapter, write a synopsis, like yeah, five days I, yeah, a week. I was yeah, like, fuck no. you. I do, and I do like I'll take that back. Lecture if it's really fascinating. Like I was a history guy yeah. and a philosophy guy, and I do love a good lecture if the teacher's smart. It's mm-hmm. just if they're yeah. Sometimes they drone on, and uh, you're like, and, um, and if they've got a voice that sounds yeah. like that, then you know it makes it real hard. Um, I no. had one professors uh dr steven engel uh and dr jeffrey morton one was history one was political science and those those cats could fucking hold oh. a room oh really okay. yeah. yeah and i would be like this is fascinating <laughs> yeah i had one pretty good one philosophy of religion that guy he was also a bastard though because he did that little like let's have the argument game oh and yeah he started with the most conservative religion and said argue against my religion argue against my god and he would win but then the next lecture he would now take the the slightly more progressive stance and argue against himself. Oh wow! And you were like, "You, uh, you son of a, of a bitch!" bitch. So you're, I'm never going to beat you in this argument, right? And he'd call you out one by one. Come on, argue it. Let's you're, go. You're a philosophy guy. You're trying to get a minor in philosophy. Let's philosophize, motherfucker. <laughs> You know, and by the end, he got to this really beautiful religion. Of course, a book we all had to buy that he wrote. <laughs> you know, that is fucking college in a nutshell, baby. Fucking the scam was Every there from the professor beginning. I had yeah. the textbook for their class was written by them. Yeah, uh, philosophy of religion. I really thought it was actually a really beautiful philosophical religion that essentially the planet is alive and the planet peopled. And so, therefore, we are all connected. And yeah. then you see the mushrooms documentaries they have, and you're like, man, I can't prove it's true. But it feels like it. It feels pretty good, man. It feels pretty We're good, all just going to return to Mother Earth, man. Yeah. Like in this spaceship, fucking monkey meat, spinning around the sun, baby. <laughs> Woo! Monkey meat. <laughs> so you get... <laughs> when you get to Florida State as a freshman, uh, were you seeking out... Like, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? Um, well, Since you kind of went there almost on a whim. I went for theater because I didn't know what else to go for. Yeah, that's for. what I figured because I of your did background. not get into the acting program. I auditioned using two monologues that the guy who filled out my application who went to Florida State and was in the acting program used. And I just got in front of the wrong person who had been his teacher. Uh, and he was like, so, uh, you know, you know. So-and-so. So, Do, John Doe-and-so. And I was yeah. like. Yeah, and I could hear him by the way he said it that he was just like, "Yeah, no way, buddy." All so right. wait, I'm confused just because he used the same monologues. Is yeah, that like uncouth in the acting community. Not necessarily if they're given to you. It's more so if like you're doing if you're a peer with someone and they're doing a piece. It's kind of uncouth to like steal their piece. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess that would make. I sense. just wasn't. I didn't have. I. I I'm a not. A, not I'm a, not a good auditioner, yeah. and so like I just was. I think really intimidated, and it was on a big stage and like their main stage theater, and I was. Like, it was like a cattle call. Everyone's next, next. You know, next. you know, so and so, and you're like. Yeah. And they was like, next, you know. Um, so I spent that first, and I also had to come in during the summer because I had to take dummy English, okay. English for dummies, because my SAT scores were, my reading comprehension is not, that's the only area in test taking I just can't, I can't yeah. do it. It's like, or word math, a train leaves the station at blah, 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 oh, my brain yeah. immediately liquefies inside my skull. I, normal math, I'm a, I'm great at, and I can shit essays, like, no problem. Um, but, so I was there in the summer, and I'd like... I did like a play in Quincy, which wasn't even in Florida State. I don't know why. It was horrible. Oh, wow. Um, and I was probably going to drop out. 
Okay, so that's in your head. You're thinking, right? I'm, out so I'm of like, here. ah, this sucks. This isn't for me. Yeah, uh, all everything I'm done so far is just the boring academics. I'm like, where's the college experience? Yeah, so you're not partying or anything at this point. So I did go to one wild party. Okay, <laughs> right? let's talk about it. I wasn't a drinker, but this girl I went to school with. Named, Where are you? Li- you're living on campus, I assume. I'm living on my brother's couch. Okay. I ref- my brother didn't live in a dorm. I refused to live in a dorm, which was probably kind of stupid because I probably would have so made friends fun. faster. It's so much fun. But I'm living on my brother's couch, and, and he lives in Tallahassee. Yeah, he's okay. he's also a Florida State. Oh, so he's yeah. going there. Okay, yeah, he's okay. four years older. So, but he, you know, just old enough where he doesn't. I'm not hanging out with him. He yeah. does not want me hanging out with him. We're great now. Love you, buddy. He's like, you can sleep here, but yeah, exactly. That's you get three months until we find you an apartment for the fall semester. Yeah, and you're done. And so <laughs> you're the, fucking out. This girl is the only. Oh, I wish I hadn't said her name. I don't I know if we can bleep that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, this girl invites me to go to this party. Um, and um. I don't know anyone else. And I'm like, does, does she want to kiss me? Maybe. I don't know. Um, no. Uh, but uh, I'm like, okay. And it's one of these wild house ragers. Yeah. It's not a frat house. How did house. you get invited? She, this girl knew. And but this, how did you know her? We went to high school together. Okay. 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 You know, and it's like, like you kind of like, we were like in the loose friend group in high school. Yeah. I, and it so, totally makes sense. So then you like. Oh no! Even fewer people when yeah. you first get to college, and so like you kind of get a little tighter for a minute before everyone finds their own friends. I call it the desert island test. Yeah. So I always because I used to joke with uh, my ex Savannah because she'd be, I'd be like, oh, I know that person, like watching TV or something. She goes, you don't know them, and I go, if we got dropped on a desert island and they saw me, they'd go, hey, I know you. Yeah. So it's that same kind of thing. You get dropped into college, you don't know anybody. So when you see someone you kind of know, you're like. Oh, we're friends. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. So it's the Desert Island test. So yeah. you and her become fast friends just because of necessity. Yeah. And then I think this is like the only time we hung out, ended up hanging out. It was yeah. this huge party. And then I'm sure she met a bunch of dudes who were very interested. And, you know. <laughs> Um, but it's this typical, just crazy. It looks like, uh, like the college movies. It's yeah. in St. Kegs everywhere. It's Florida State. But I don't know anyone there. She's gone immediately. And you don't, you don't drink. You're not a drinker. I'm not guy. a drinker. So, so how does this play out? I'm having a beer just cause, right? A keg beer. It sucks. I hate it. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of wandering around. I don't know what to do or who to talk to. And at some point, like, I got to take a whiz. So I'm like, upstairs is going to be easier because downstairs is insane. Yeah, it's and I go upstairs idea. and there's this dude violently trying to break a door down. And so my dad, um, the guy raised me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Florida, you, you, inside. You wouldn't know unless you're from Florida. The wonderful man that raised me who is my father. Um, he was a, um, uh, like a maintenance guy, property manager. Yeah. So I knew, this house was pretty new for Florida. So I knew it had a skeleton key up in the door frame. Always, yeah. So I go, buddy, buddy, here. And I reach up and I get the skeleton key and I pop open the door for him. It's this guy's party and it's his house. Oh, Jesus. And all of a sudden, dude, that was fucking amazing, bro. Uh You're fucking, that's all, I can't believe you. And the door opens to the room where all the jello shots are. He accidentally locked them in this room. And so he's like, dude, and then he fucking, he's like, do a jello shot with me. I'm doing like, now I'm doing three jello shots. Now you're the king right. of the castle. King of the castle, freshman, this guy who came out of nowhere with the senior. And then he just takes me into the weed room where all the fucking cool guys are. Yeah. And just drops me off. And he tells him like, this dude just did this. Dude, take care of him. And then I'm just chilling with all these seniors, right? Getting God. smoked out, you know? And like, that was my first hard college party. And, uh. 
you know, like you do. I had a great time, and I drove home afterwards. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have, you know. Well, it's yeah, yeah. We're young. <laughs> yeah. We're dumb. I would just. We don't condone drinking me, and driving. Do not. On just, this I would just younger self. I would just. I would Homer Simpson you. I would. Yeah. Just, oh boy. <sighs> Um, so after that, were you kind of like hooked on the party scene? Was that like such a cool experience where you're like, oh, I want to do that all the time? Because that's nah, what happened to me. No, I still kind of hated that party scene because it okay. still always started the same way. Like even where if you the, walk around awkwardly. If the, like, if the, yeah. yeah, this kind of sucks. Even if you have friends, you're like, what are we talking about? We just hung out all day. And like, yeah. well, you know, what's this is loud. And well, because I didn't and the listeners uh, kind of know this, but I didn't. I was bullied a lot in high school. And even though I played on the football you were so team, big, though. I didn't know. I didn't hit my growth spurt until oh, I was a senior. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, and and by then I had already been like I had already been bullied enough, and I was the beta to where even though I hit a growth spurt and gained all this weight and was like really strong now, like I was still getting the shit kicked because it was just it's fatty tatty. Like that's what uh, happened. Yeah. Um, and then I remember getting to college, and you get a fresh start, baby. Fresh, and I and a lot of big. people. A lot of people talk about it. I did it. A lot of people are like, oh, I'll get there and I'll change my life. And I did it. That's how I got the scar on my forehead was I was like, I'm not going to get fucking punked by anybody. Mm -hmm. And when I was a sophomore or like the first time I ran into other football players in an elevator, I because it was the summer. So workouts hadn't started yet. Like I, I went early. Um, well, technically late because I was a year behind, kind of like what you did going in the summer. And I remember I was in an elevator with a friend of mine and these three freshman guys were moving in because they were moving in, getting ready for workouts. And they were just talking shit to me because they're mm -hmm. like, man, you don't play on the team, man. Look at you like and just talking shit. And I remember I turned to them and I go, you don't want to do this. And then they just got really quiet and the elevator doors out. And I was freaking out because I was like, I never do this. I'm so scared. And I remember walking out being like. I'm not going to get fucking punked anymore. But that, to that, to that, th to because I, I didn't go to a lot of parties and stuff in high school. So when I went to my first college party, like the night I moved in in the summer semester with my roommate, Sean Michael Murphy, shout out to the pirate. <laughs> we, uh, I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Like, this is, the, I want to do this every day. And eventually it leads to drugs and addiction yeah. and all this. But at the time, I was like, oh, this is awesome. But for you, you have that experience of like, this is a fucking crazy party. But you were kind of like, I don't know. This is still kind of. It was all, it, the party for me got started when I started performing shows. Okay. Let's it, talk about it then. So you meet Holden. Right. He's playing improv guitar and he's playing, he's singing this song, Little Cowboy. How far into this experience is this? Is this your freshman year still? So I, um, so yeah, I, so I auditioned, short, long story short, I auditioned again for the BFA program. I got in, I had a, the, a, a girl, another girl I went to high school with who was in the program was doing the timer. Oh, really? And she let me go like 30 seconds off and called time at the perfect time. It was just the most perfect audition I'd ever had. And then, wait, this is different than the audition you had to get in? Yeah, audition. I had to re-audition. They, okay. let, they let freshmen re-audition. Okay, and if okay, you don't cool. get in after that, you're not getting you're in, not, right? Okay. But uh, I re-auditioned, just like crushed it. Like yeah. I hear the head of the program like afterwards go, like, where where is he from? And then someone else goes, oh, he's from the Dreyfus School. And I was like, I just knew. I was like, well, I'm fucking in. You just yeah. know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get into the BFA program, and immediately, they like a couple other girls take me under their wing, and they introduce me to this guy, Holden, who's also in the program, uh, who subsequently got kicked out of the program because he's <laughs> fucking insane. But he's an insane genius, yeah. and he's hilarious. Um his brand of humor is how obnoxious can I be? And I just, <laughs> that gets right to my heart, man. Yeah. And he's just singing this song, little cowboy. And, and like, I don't know, the lyrics were all made up, but I'm literally, I'm crying. Like, I can't breathe. You're laughing so, so hard. And I'm just like, 
we got to fucking, we got to work together. And I was like, I do improv. I had been doing improv with like a local improv group, but I was like, I want to do something more serious. I like games, but I also want to do long form Herald work, Yeah, which in my opinion leads to sketch mm-hmm. and sketch leads to sitcom and sitcom leads to you being on SNL and then movies and then you're going to be famous. Yeah. It's like, yes, dude, I want to do sketch. That, that tracks. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's where I, I guess, am right now. Yeah. I mean, you'll, I've been, uh, but, uh, so we start doing um we gotta talk to like Colin or somebody the next time they come into yeah. the restaurant <laughs> um so yeah we start doing we put together a live show and that's where the bug hit me yeah like you're on stage you're getting the laughs like you, what year is this freshman year senior, sophomore year 2002 like that winter I think so I that did my your first year. big yeah, yeah. show my freshman end of my freshman year that's our big first show and you were like, fuck yeah. Yeah, we just, we, everyone came out and then all like, everyone wanted to like, no one was doing comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? There oh, was yeah. like this lips blip that, and. It creates a vacuum. Yeah. And then once you fill it, it's We like, did this improv show games that led to a Herald in the end. And then a bunch of like the older cats wanted to work with us all of a sudden. And then that transformed pretty quickly into a sketch group. Um, and then that pretty quickly turned into murder fist okay which started in 2003 so to our 20 year anniversary so damn so you guys that you're not kidding that turnover was quick because if you did the show it's in funny 2002 in december yeah you think of it in terms of, i try and do, do it in my head every once in a while how did it happen so quick but you know how college is like a semester is a year oh yeah in your mind yeah, you know? yeah it's only three or four months but like you cram so much life into those three or four months yeah so every semester was built into doing a big show and in between, we had a weekly show. We got pretty quickly at this gay bar in a strip mall. Gay bar? In the middle of nowhere called Brothers. And we took over, like, they had a poetry slam night on Fuck Tuesdays that. that eight people would come to. And, like, it, at 11 o'clock, man, we would get, like, it started with, like, 30 or 40 people we would get out to this place. And by the end, we'd have, like, 300 people in this Hell place. Oh yeah. Just, like, chain-smoking cigarettes. Dude, and, that's like, fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, it was just insane. So then Murder Fist becomes a thing. And that's where the party got. Because, like, okay. we'd start at 11. And then, uh, like, just the drinking. Like, we knew the bartenders. We didn't get paid, really. But... Yeah. The bartenders well, you got wouldn't, paid, you know what I they mean? wouldn't charge yeah. us for drinks, yeah. you know. So be, I, that's when it started. Double Jack Daniels and Coke, because I Papa needs a buzz, because beer don't do it for me. Yeah, you know. And then so the, you went from not really drinking that much, and then once you started doing the oh, shows, somebody goes, hey, try whiskey. Yeah. Oh, you don't like beer? Try some whiskey. And then that was my mo. I'd always have a little flask of whiskey in Fuck my pocket yeah. when I went to the party, and you know, a half pint used to do it for me. You know what I mean? Used to, yeah. But on on show nights, the adrenaline would be so boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. That afterwards, you'd just be talking and you know, sucking each other off about how smart we were and how funny the sketches. And they actually, you know what? Did if you, you get think it? About it? Did you get yeah, it? Like, it was like meta, man. If you think about it, the fucking guy in the cock costume is a metaphor for fucking all of our teen angst. You know what I'm saying? And then when he comes, <laughs> when he comes all over the doctor and the fucking dick comes on doctor sketch, you know, like, I just, it's. <laughs> Like, it's our minds creating in the creative process. Fucking slam, but whiskey It's the same slam. thing, man. Yeah. Um, and just amazing how you just don't have hangovers at that age oh, either. Oh, God, it's awesome. You know, your body can just do it, do it, do it. Um, and then, like, my first foe, foe, foe into cocaine. Um, foe into cocaine. Was, you know, I, of course, got a groupie and dated, you know, my first groupie. Um, and uh, she was a into-the-nose candy. Yeah. And so then I started associating show night with the candy. Yeah. Because um, I was like, oh, this helps me stay up till four o'clock in the morning and do more of the thing I love, mm-hmm. which is after 
the 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 amazing high of stage um keep the high going for as long as humanly as long possible. As possible, yep. And then I realized it was starting to become a problem and I like ended that okay. relationship. Oh, the relationship started to become a problem. But, but yeah, well cuz she was my source for it and I was yeah. like, "You know what? Ah, this is getting dangerous. I got to stop doing this and I'm not trying to change you." So, like I think it's probably better we don't see each other. Mm-hmm. Um and that ends a little darkly but um she's great now she's a doctor oh, good well, yeah. holy shit she 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 hit a rock bottom <laughs> plot and, twist yeah she hit a rock bottom and her life completely changed she's doing great now that's awesome um but it was good that i got out of there when i did because yeah. let's just say there was like an accident involved and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um but uh so then do you guys keep does murder fist murder keep fist doing... keeps going and because youtube isn't like super big now so are you guys even thinking about putting sketches online or are you just doing it for you i was we were we were figuring out where we were going to go. Yeah. New York was the ultimate. It was like New York, Chicago, LA. Where are we going? So you guys, are you guys all around the same age, I'm assuming? Yeah, we're all within three years of, three, four years of each other. Okay, so Murder Fist is taking off. You're having 300 people at these shows, you know, a year or two into it. And then you guys are all sitting down together like, what are we going to do? What's the plan? Yeah, yeah, we moved up in waves. Yeah. So the first wave went without me. Uh, they found like a little home base at Galapagos Art Space in Williamsburg. Okay. Like literally, like they were getting desperate, and like Holden sends like a letter, like essentially that's like, please, please let us have a residency. Please, we'll prove we're good. We used to have all the audience, but you know. Uh, uh. And I've been there so many times. They gave it to us. They were kind of at the end. I don't know if anyone knows Galapagos Art Space, coffee and cigarettes. It was kind of like a prestigious place to like. It was kind of mind blowing to like be in like a movie set from a, a movie I used to watch in college a bunch. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch. Okay, okay. Um, but we got a residency there and we spent this first year and it then, then things got artsy because we're in Williamsburg. Yeah. And like we start doing like sketches where it's like waiting for Godot but we're like in a spider web just having like a boring conversation but every like 30 seconds a giant spider comes and rips one of our limbs off. Like really involved too. Like the arm comes off, blood squirting. Oh you know, wow! Screaming, so you guys are like, ah! and then the spider like... leaves, and then we just go back. Just like how I can't believe Sally, man. You know she, you know. Um, we were called. There was always blood, blood condoms. I can give you the recipe. Caro Sierra, little red, blue. Uh, touch of green. You know, unlubricated condoms work best for popping. So um, when. When, like, how is the process, because I'm fascinated by the little details, how is the process of you getting to New York? Like, do you graduate from Florida State and you're like, that's the plan is just to uh, go to New York? Or? Uh, yeah, we all, like, came up and visited. My, my Holden and Ed were, like, the first couple, and Henry, they were all living in um, Flushing. Okay. And this is, like, 2006, Flushing, yeah. back in deep into so Flushing. So, do they have, Not like, Flushing, um... um Oh, uh, Williamsburg, Bushwick. Bushwick, Bushwick yeah. okay. Back when Bushwick was dangerous. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So did you? Did they have a place? And then the plan was like every time a wave comes up, you go to that same place. Well, we we would you eventually end up with like twelve dudes in one bedroom? Yeah, no, we would come and visit for like a weekend and find a place to stay. Okay, okay. But yeah, we all did. Like someone would have an apartment, and either like someone would buddy up and roommate with them, or they would say the apartment above us just opened okay, up. Okay, so, so everyone kind of we all. This was the thing. We knew we needed to be around each other because we knew it was going to be much harder to get together to rehearse. So we had up a couple of bases. Eventually, yeah. the way it ended up, we were all on the L train. Uh, Holden's place was in Lorimer. That was the 
the the the the one end and my place was in Ridgewood. Okay. And everyone lived on the L train somewhere between but he had the big three bedroom and I had the big three bedroom, which so we either rehearsed at his place okay. or we rehearsed at my place. Because or we wrote at his place or we wrote at my place. Moving across the country is was a insane. big deal. Yeah. So yeah. like I didn't want to just gloss over like, yeah, we all went to Florida State, then we moved Dude, to New York. It's like we all a sold lot our car. We parts. all essentially the way it worked is we all sold our cars. Yeah. And that gave us all like five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars. And then you were just like, I got three months yeah. to, okay. to figure it out to get a job to get situated well and this is back when there were still parts of new york where you could move in and for relatively my place was three bedrooms in ridgewood for 1200 yeah we lived there for seven years and when i saw how much how expensive thing i when i eventually did get a one bedroom it was like 1400 for like 700 square feet yeah uh, like I was like, wow! And now, Jesus! Now it's insane. It's I don't know. Yeah, Tracy lives in a. You got a and it's sweet my situation. Is, yeah. Jesus, I can't believe you grandfathered into that. Yeah, that I know. Spot. That's fucking. You don't insane. want to know if you're trying to look at real estate right now. What this man's getting? It's insane. I want to especially talk. for the building. Oh yeah, yeah I know. right. Fucking <laughs> how Soho, dickhead. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you seen my loft? It was in the movie Big. Uh, <laughs> so then you get to New York, and then so when did the um. Because I want to get into some of the stories, and we have to get back to you getting mugged. Was that when you first moved to New York, or was that we were? Uh, that was you know pretty early on. Well, because you said ago. I had an iPhone, and that was back right. when iPhones. So were... I'm still on my mom's family plan at this point. And the whole thing was when I need to get a new phone, I'll get my own plan. Yeah, and so that was the gift that kept giving because they took my phone, and I had to. So how did you? So you ended up meeting with the dealer that night. Yeah. So when did you – because you said you got out of that relationship because cocaine was starting to become an issue. So I want to kind of tie it all together. When did that yeah. start becoming an issue again? Um, I mean, honestly, hindsight, it was always an issue. So it never kind of – it never went away. Um, well, it. I just didn't think it was an issue until yeah. it got sad, right? But it was never good. Like I blew every industry connection I ever had. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because you had told me this story kind of briefly uh, at work one day. But I want you to tell the listeners what happened. So Murder Fist is starting to yeah, we're all getting like managers and agents. Yeah, and stuff. like it's becoming a thing. And yeah. for those of you listening who aren't in the the world of show, the business of show, it is very difficult. To get a manager and or an agent unless yeah, you have a connection. People fucking ask, how did you do it? And I'm like, it just happened. It I happens. was at a bar after a show and someone was like, so-and-so uh, reps at blah, blah, blah. You should go talk to them. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. And then you just saunter over to the bar, order a drink. And you're like, hey, I heard you were at the show. And they're like, yeah, have you ever thought about doing commercials? And you're like, no. And they're like, okay, well, I just asked you if you were ever interested in commercials. So you should think about it. And here's my card. Yeah. Email me or call me. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because there's people I meet and they're like, yeah, my manager booked me. And I'm like, man, how did How'd you fuck? fucking. I'm like, I'm, how do you have a manager? I'm at back at square one now thinking about getting back Now that you got it. the bug bit again. I know. It's like I could reach out to my old manager or agent and be like, did you hey, fire you wanna... them? No, we just. We, stopped. It yeah. just fizzled. I yeah. stopped getting parts. I and got too COVID embarrassed. I got that. too embarrassed to go into the office. And if you don't go into the office, they stop really thinking about yeah, you. And you don't get sent anymore. Yeah. And I booked one thing in like seven years yeah you know it was the third thing i ever went out for so i fuck yeah it was quit my job in 2008 turns out that was a bad decision <laughs> i'm gonna be a movie star mom and then yeah unemployed for six months because <laughs> the financial crash that was timing is everything baby <laughs> oh yeah it is fuck. so um we, we i wanted to get to um the partying and stuff so you yeah. murder fist starts taking off you guys get managers agents like everything's happening and then do you so i start needing the cocaine now okay that's what yeah, i was that's the problem okay. in order to stay out after the show 
Like I'm, I so can't. So you guys are doing shows in the space, and like, and we are starting. We're known as the late and dirty. You yeah. know, we're we're murder fist. Our tagline is we're murder fisting. We're here to fuck you. Yeah, you know, um, fuck the devil. Uh, like That's a crazy tagline, right? And so like we be murder doing, fist. We're here to fuck, fuck you. you, and then like we just barrel onto the stage. You know, like. Um, and so then it's like, I just literally, I'm stop, stop being able to do it without the cocaine. Like it used to be like, not every show I would. Yeah. And then it starts becoming every show I need it. And if I can't get it, Johnny drinks a lot is falling asleep backstage and they'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they'd be like, Jup, John's <laughs> they'd be like, Johnny Dude, no. drinks a lot. <laughs> no, it was, it was comical. And literally, like, like John's sleeping again, and I'd literally be like, "No, I'm just resting my eyes." I literally would just, yeah. But I never missed. You hear him say it, and yeah. so you'd be like, "No, I'm just resting my eyes." But I never missed a cue. They, anyone will tell you, yeah. I never missed a beat. Goddamn professional. I would jump up, get on stage, and then go back and slump in a couch because I was hammered and I, I didn't have my coke, my cokey, my, my, yeah. up, my uppy juice. Your uppy, your uppy powder. Um, and so then that became like, then I needed it to go out afterwards and to socialize. So it became, uh, you became almost addicted to it. Yeah. And then I was on the, I was well on the track and then I would go out and have like an audition or something at HBO or wherever. And I'd come in, I'd be like, Oh, thank you so much for seeing me. My name is John Moreno. And they'd be like, yeah, John, we, we were at your show last night. That's why you're, why do you think you're here? You wouldn't even remember the people who came to the show. I didn't remember any of the industry people. And it turns out they don't care for that. And they remember. Yep. It. And then you don't get cast in anything and you don't get called in again. So you're just burning bridges left and right. Yeah. And not even by. Not on, I'm not on purpose. That's what I'm saying. It's not like you're like, fuck this. Let the bridges no, I burn I never away. was a bad drunk or a bad guy. Like yeah. I was, I was always super friendly and You were just really fucked up and you didn't and, remember seeing them. Right. And I must've had an insane energy level looking at me doing the show. Then after the show, I must you're have this like, insane. You're yeah. like, and then I come in and I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of this like soft spoken, like, Hey, you know, friendly, nice guy. Like, yeah. I, I want you to really like me. Um, you know? And, and then they were like, yeah, we met last night. Yeah. Where's this? And where was that insane energy? And like, well, you really seemed to kick it off with me last, you know. So wow, yeah. And then the auditions start to dry up. Um, and then the is show- this getting back? I'm assuming this gets back to your manager. They stop sending me out. Well, I'm saying like I'm sure the yeah. casting directors are like, what the fuck's wrong with your client? I don't know what happened there either, but they kind of like they <laughs> signed a bunch of us, but they really were just in it for like a couple of the guys that yeah. they were like, you guys, we know we can sell, and yeah. the rest of you, we kind of are like sink or swim, buddy. Yeah, that's the, the vibe like I got. They, yeah, when the the Milwaukee Bucks on sign uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's little brother, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. we yeah. we want. We we know what's going on. They were like, oh, you should take some acting classes. And I'd be like, who's acting classes? And then they would name like the big ones that are hard to get into. And I was like, well, if I need classes, I'm not getting into them. But also, can you just do it? Like, you're my manager. Yeah. Like, can you like take me under your wing and like, like get me in there and like invest a little bit? Make in a me? call. Yeah. Like they invested nothing in me. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I'm a little whatever it is. I, I was lucky enough to be in that opportunity. I'm I faced the fact that I kind of blew it. Yeah. Uh, but then th- th- it starts getting sad and lonely, and now I'm playing internet poker by myself. So know, what's drinking. happening to the rest of the crew? Some people are are taken off. Yeah. Um. Some people are starting to be more in L.A. and less in New York. The shows are starting to slow down. Okay. We're still doing it, but like it's getting mean and kind of angry. The shows, the material, it's getting yeah. a little bitter because those of us who like 
didn't get the Scorsese yeah. film or didn't get, you know, a television show. No, I can really understand. I mean, I didn't get, like get the writing gigs. Sometimes yeah. I, I, I'll write bits about friends and I'm like, oh, or not even friends, but like people I know. And I go, oh, this is funny hmm. because like they blew up on TikTok or they blew up on social media. And I'm like, oh, this is like, ha ha ha. And then I do it on stage and people are just like, you're just mad. Yeah. Like, yeah. this isn't fun. You're just like screaming that social Scream, media yeah. fucked you. And I'm like. Yeah, that's really bitter. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I even had bits of these last two shows where, like, because of my characters, I always play, you know, I got this tiny little angry face. Yeah. So a lot of my characters are like, I'm mad, I'm mad. Look at me, homeless. I'm a brain. You know. Got the veins and stuff right? for it. And, it, like, even this last couple of times as an actor, I could sense the audience being like, ooh, that's, mm, he's going a little too angry. And then I'm aggressive. like, oh, I got to find the balance. Bring it yeah. down. It's got to be funny, too. It can't just be terrifying. Um, he, the man, that, might, man, that man might have a stroke. They don't even know I'm on <laughs> blood pressure medication now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it starts getting s- sad. And I realize one day, like, I. Are you still living in the three bedroom? Yeah, and, and I blew I blow a big one. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, I have a college humor shoot. So set set it all up. What happens? Um, is, it, is it through Murder Fist? Is it? It's through Murder manager? Fist. It's through my buddy Henry. He's got this bit called "What Are You Doing Tonight?" and it's mostly him, and it's a hilarious bit. But there's three other people who are a part of it, and it's not a huge part. But it's like I'm I haven't gotten a part in a while. Yeah, and like so. Th- so does Henry call you and say, "Hey, I'm doing this thing for college humor"? We got like- you know I was part of the cast, so yeah, when they okay. wanted to do it, I was in. Okay, right. So he gives it to college humor, finds it, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, we're going to shoot this." And I know I shouldn't party the night before. I should get a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. and I yeah, just it's a can't. Huge help opportunity. It. Yeah, and so. But uh, take us through, take us through me and the listeners. Because you said you were playing a lot of video poker by yourself and it was lonely. Uh, so what do you mean? Like, are you still going out all the time? Or like, who are you Oh, going it starts out with, with I go to the local bar where I shoot pool with like some of the, the pool league guys. Because yeah. I'm pretty good, but you know, I am i don't have time to be in a pool league because the shows and the cocaine. Um, so, so you just, night before the shoot, you're like, I'm just going to go to this bar. I'll hang out for a little for bit. For a little bit. Yeah. And then a little bit turns into a long bit. And then I get home and I'm well, I got to finish the rest of this because I don't want it around tomorrow. I'll yeah, just do obviously. It. I'll just all start over again tomorrow. So the internet poker. And then I wake up face down. What time is the shoot? You know, like 11 a.m., not too late or early. I wake up in my kitchen, like passed out on the kitchen table and like my phone. The kitchen table, not even the floor, the table. Yeah, yeah. And the phone is just like not in the room with me. Like my, somehow my phone's in my bedroom and uh, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and like I've got like 30 missed calls. Boo! Oh my God. Boo! I'm getting anxiety just hearing the story and I've, yeah. I've kind of heard it before, but like that. Yeah. By the time I called them back, of course, they found a replacement for me. Yeah, they already shot. Oh, they shot it. It was done. And I was like, that was, uh, bam, that was the rock hitting the bottom. I was so like, in that moment, do you remember, like when you look at your phone and you see like 203, are you like, what goes through your head? Sheer panic, dude. Lights, explosion, brain God. melting, just like no, 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 like the worst nightmare yeah, situation. Like the, no, like, no, 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 no. This no. can't, no, this can't be. This isn't right. It's like the nightmare you have when you're looking at the phone and the phone. It doesn't make sense. You're like, you're, I know it can't be this time. It, yeah. That doesn't make. And but every time you look at it, the number keeps changing, and you're like, ah, ah, ah. but yeah, it's real. And so, uh, what's your course of it? Because I, I, when I talk about my last drunk, a lot of the time. I uh, always the thing I always like to to tell people about, especially people in recovery, um, is about the situation after the fact. So there's the waking up in the hospital, there's the missing work, there's all that stuff. But then it's that like getting home 
after I leave the hospital and what happens after that? Because then you have to start making calls. Then I have to call work and be like, I know I haven't shown up for the last two days. I was in the hospital. Yeah. Like, this is what happened. I have to call my old sponsor. I have to call my family because they've been trying to get a hold of me because work was calling them like, hey, this isn't like – like, we know Brennan's a drunk, but this isn't like him to just not show up. He could be dead. And so, like, for you, this happens – and like, what's your first course of action? Like when you look at your phone, you see that your heart sinks. What do you do? I probably went and got more cocaine. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would, the first time I got alcohol poisoning, literally when my buddy dropped me off at my dorm, I just cracked open some Sailor Jerry and started drinking again. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know that I did, um, like, did you, I, I knew I needed, them? I knew I needed to stop. Like that was where I knew it needed to. I, I think I I did a couple more times. I think I made myself sick, and I was probably like sick for. Like I knew I made myself sick, and so I called my. I don't remember the exact timeline, but I called my drug dealer, and they wouldn't come out to Ridgewood unless it was a hefty order. Yeah, and I told them a big old hefty numb somber to bring, and then I turned my phone off. And I went to sleep, and I think I slept for like three days. Okay. And that was it. I was done. I knew he would never pick up my phone. He probably would have maybe picked up my phone call again. But like I made him to come out to Ridgewood thinking he was bringing a fucking- Oh, so that's how you ended up yeah. just getting- Because you knew if he came out there with a lot of product, and then you didn't pick up or anything- Yeah, I ghosted him. He would be pissed. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's a ballsy way to do it. And that was it, man. Never did it again. Um, Congrats to you, man. Yeah. I was fucking- what ended up happening uh, with your buddy who was doing the sketch? Did you? Oh, it was event- great. It's on College Humor. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, but I'm yeah. saying for you, you eventually have to call him and face him because he's a friend and you're in the group together. Yeah, we're best. You know, we're all best friends. Yeah. What was he gonna say? He was like, he knew what happened. You know. That's so like, did he just? He was just like fucking. Well, my punishment was I didn't get to be in the fucking yeah. sketch. You know that's, what I mean? Well, I, t- I punished. I punished myself. Yeah, it's interesting whenever things like that happen uh, to us in those situations. It's like the punishment is. I didn't hurt anyone but myself. Yeah, the punishment is what happened. Yeah. Like when I used to get on stage hammered, it's like Ugh. it's like, yeah, you ruined the show, but it's like you do understand like you're this is you're ruining your career by doing this. Yeah, yeah. You're you yeah, you're open you're, mic or book show, it doesn't fucking matter. Like no one's gonna book you if you keep getting up hammered. Every performance is an opportunity to meet someone who might want you on their show. Exactly. And if, the more shows you do, you know the more opportunities you get. But at the same time, the you're the only one spreading your own reputation. Yeah. So the you know, you're it's either gonna go one way or the other. God, I cannot believe that happened. Yeah. What yeah. ended up happening, because I wanted to get into, um, I want to talk to you about your 29th birthday, but before we get into ah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, just real quick for the audience, we have about 10, 12 minutes left. Cool, cool. What ended up happening, because I know the story, but I want them to know. So Murder Fist keeps getting bigger and bigger, and then eventually there's a breakup. We Not just have a breakup, but you know what I we mean. We just like, decided to do one last show yeah. while we've got everyone in town. And then the blind. Then some of the guys moved to LA, as you mentioned. The maligned share of the move to LA. And honestly, we could have kept doing shows, the three of us, that, the three or four of us that were left. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like if we're not building. To- we got our pass at a television show. We had a couple of deals in the works with a couple of different networks. Um, How long ago was this? Uh, this would be like seven years, seven, okay. eight years ago. So a this, couple, a couple of years before the, the end. We but did. This like, is like Murder Fist is like ten years. You guys have been together for like ten. Ten years. years. Now. Yeah, yeah, we're and we're in the ten year. We're doing the ten year show. We're 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 you know, it's around the time when um 
the whitest kids you know are on the yeah, era, yeah. that that era. I remember that, yeah. Um, and we're like looking strong to get like on, you know, somewhere matching their time slot or something with mm-hmm. somewhere. And it just comedy has a disintegration point. Yeah, that's like right when they got canceled. A bunch of networks flopped. A bunch of things got canceled, and we any deal we had got canceled. Right, it's like you said. It. It's it's all about timing. Yeah. Um, you can catch the wave on the way up, dude. Yeah. They'll just hand, they're handing deals out. We to were everybody. just a little too late. We were Remember just when Netflix was like giving everyone yep. a special. Oh, they gave they gave one of our guys a special. Yeah, That's... I mean that was pretty pretty much the consolation prize. He got a special, and we all were in it. Yeah, um, and it was basically based on our material essentially. Okay. So we all got like bit parts here and there. That's um, awesome. Uh, so that was like our consolation prize. But you know, I wanted I would have been happy with six episodes and then canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could have put that it. little feather yeah. in my cap and like we got our show. This is what we built. But you know, we went on to sketch a couple of years after that, and you know, once it was kind of like this isn't going to get a show. We know it's done. Um, we try to produce our own YouTube special and that kind of, you know, the sketches are good. They're on, but it just didn't, it just didn't, didn't hit, didn't hit. And then most of the people moved to LA and the rest and then, of the- uh, I You guys had a show at one point. Was it you personally or Murder Fist? You guys did the show and then you ended up not getting it recorded. Did you- oh, I, this also was towards the end. I decided to write a play. That's what it was. And it was. Because we I, talked about this when yeah. I was doing my one man show. You were like, whatever you do, make sure you get it the video, video works. works. Yeah, we, it was, I, I did it. It was like, uh, I think six shows in the theater that we usually performed at. And um, of course they would give me a show there because I'm in this group murder fist. And um, I produced the whole thing. I probably spent like $10,000. Yeah, I, I had to put, mine. yeah, I had to put every ass in every seat. That's what killed me. I was like, I felt like that theater didn't push my show at all yeah and so to fill out did it see not too many but like 200 that's fucking a lot uh maybe uh, let's say 150 okay let's cut it let's even cut it down the only reason i say that is because mine fit 50 yeah and because of the equipment i could only fit 45 bodies in there yeah and that was stressful it was a full theater it was a big theater so it's a theater it's a big stadium yeah yeah uh theater theater and uh only two nights the friday and saturday show did i actually pack it out um and i recorded both those nights and the good night, the night where I nailed the beats, uh, the tech forgot to hit record or something on my video. So I got a recording of it. It just wasn't. It's just not the, the one. Good, not the good one. Fuck. Um, and I, yeah, you know how it is to rewatch yourself and yeah. you're like, ah, that sucked. You know? Yep. I, you know, I will never watch this again. That's um, why I get nervous about because I have the one man show up on Patreon, but I was, ta- I was just talking to a friend of mine. She's been on the show before, Natalie Cuomo. Uh, and she yeah, was yeah, like. Yeah. And she actually made me come to a realization because she looked at me and she goes, why didn't you – why have you not put it out? Because her and I and Dan, her fiance, have talked about this for a year now because I did the show a year ago. They came to the show. So I've been like on them like, I don't know what to do. And then like put it out. Like, I know. Stop I fucking just got talking my about video. It. Like, put it I out. just got my video of the Sketch Fest show and I watched the first – couple of minutes and i was like oh, i fucking forgot how much i hate watching i know myself, i can't especially live especially something about live because you know like well oh. and, and then you're I, watching yourself make the choices yeah. <laughs> and you're like why wouldn't you make a better choice there why buddy? did you do that uh, but it was interesting because she goes she she looked at me and she goes well what's your fear about putting the show out and i said i made up all these excuses and she looks and she goes brennan why don't you want to put the show out and i go because this is everything in my life has culminated to this show it's about all my arrests, my addiction, all that. And if I put it out and it gets ten views, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking, fucking kill myself. Kill myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm <laughs> not, not really, not no, really, no self harm. But, uh, but we yeah. don't do that anymore. We don't do but that. But I was now. like, uh, I was like, that's why. And she goes, put it out. 
Whatever it does, it does. Yeah. Like, put it out. Yeah. And that- It doesn't do nothing if it sits on your computer. Exactly. And that gave me so much clarity. So what we're talking about with, like, getting something filmed and, like, getting it out, it's like, sometimes you just got to be like, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah, but I ended that show in $10,000 in debt, and that was right before I started a- yeah. And that, like, literally, that was like the knife in my back of doing theater. That's when you swallowed I like, hard. And I just needed like, a break, man. Yeah. I was like, I need to take a break. I got to reset. And it swallowed was a long reset. It was about, I'm a career server. It's about baby. seven years of a reset. But we're back now. I'm back now, baby. I want to end on the uh, 29th birthday because that All is right. where you met uh, your That's beautiful wife. Like, we had been seeing each other. She, like, booty called me. Like uh, booty texted me. We 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 had kind of had an. How did on- you guys meet? We were on and off when she was in college. Okay, you know she'd come back and like have a summer job. We met at the same place. We worked at a coffee shop. Okay, but she went back to college, and I was like, well, I'm not a long distance guy, and you know, like I had thought about. She was on my like the short list of like I maybe had three people in my life. I was like, did I should I have been more serious? Should I chase that one a little harder? Yeah. You know, I know it was long distance and I don't do that, but could that have been something? Could you have done the long distance? Well, she moved back to New York and she just booty texts me and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Um, Not tonight because Johnny's still dealing with problems, but he's getting better. (laughs) And so like as we started getting serious, that was around the same time I also am dealing with the... Yeah, uh, my rock bottom. Yeah. And I realized I don't have to, I don't need, I don't, I'm not supposed to do this for me. I also need to do this for this person if we're going to get serious. Yeah. So it's also approaching my 29th birthday. Um, and um, I want to go big on 29 because I think 30s, I want to start dialing it back. Well, 30s I, hacky. I just don't want to be that depressing fucking yeah. booze hound in my 30s like I was in my 20s. I say it all the time. Doomed youth is very romantic. Yeah. Doomed middle age is just sad. So I invite like 60 people to come in and out of this whiskey grilled cheese place in Williamsburg. <laughs> of course. It's the, you don't have to say Williamsburg. You said whiskey yes, grilled, grilled cheese, cheese place. It's implied. And I'm trying to pace myself. But all people see is me with a water. And so every time someone sees me without a drink in my hand, they come and bring me a martini. Or I'm mean, a Manhattan because it's yeah. a whiskey place, right? And before so you know just it, housing Manhattans. I think my running tally from what I could remember was nine Manhattans, <laughs> three old fashions, two blood and sands, and I can't recall the amount of pickleback shots. So this is the, I'm of course I this, I've never blacked out before, but this is the one. Yeah. And I'm, it's like a movie where it's like coming in and out of the scenes, yeah, yeah. right? And like I'm that very kinda, familiar. There's a bunch of people still there. John, happy birthday! And then there's a few people left, and then it's me and Zoe, and we're dirty making out at the bar. Yeah, right. And then it cuts to us walking in the middle of Bushwick, and I'm like, "Where are we?" And she's like, "Well, you were the one who just told the cab driver we're good, and we got out." And I was like. I'm pawing at my face. I can't see anything. I'm like, where are my glasses? I have no idea. Right? And you need your glasses. I need and my glasses. Cannot I cannot see, see without them. them. And that this lovely woman put her arm around my shoulder, and she walked me the half an hour through Bushwick to Ridgewood, put me in bed, got in bed with me. And in the morning, I was like, if you can deal with what you just dealt with last night, you're the fucking one. Like, That's you're awesome. a fucking keeper. You just saw me at my worst, and you're still here. And uh, now you're yeah, married. Now we're married, man. Woman changed my life, man. She makes me want to be a better person That's every single day. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Very rarely do we get to end on such a high note. Hey, man. You know, I like to keep things positive. You Fuck know? yeah, man. Just celebrated four years and married anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> married anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Well, brother, thank you for having me, Thanks man. Thanks for coming you know? on. Plug everything one more time. Yeah. Murderfist.com. 
Um, it really sounds like a weird porn site. It does. I know. I talked about getting it tattooed like as a tramp stamp once, and someone was like, "You understand that would not look great, right?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah." On your that, lower that, back. That implies a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Murderfist.com. I mean, if you want to check out my buddies in the Last Pod Network, they're got some amazing stuff. Last Pod on the left. Um, you can see me also on their show. Story must be told. I uh, uh, occasionally do guest spots as various voices. Story must be told is amazing. It's Fuck a yeah, man. It's a weird, weird, creepy narrative, but based around the church of. Uh, the story okay story must be told well uh there you go we'll we'll, uh link everything in the show notes so everyone can find you uh thank you everybody so much for listening at brennantcomedy.com and all social media brennan t comedy or at brennan t comedy brennan t comedy.com for the uh, one man show the merch all that other shit uh we'll talk to y'all next week boom groovy